I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, former college professor turned manager in a large corporation turned entrepreneur. And not just any entrepreneur. I've made it my life's work to make organizational life more effective and fulfilling. So welcome to Working Conversations, the podcast where we digest and translate research and ideas on workplace dynamics and serve up to you the most interesting and actionable strategies to make your workplace conversations and your relationships more effective, productive, and influential. If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Working Conversations podcast, where we talk all things leadership, business communication, and the future of the workplace. I'm your host, Dr. Janelle Anderson. Imagine this scenario. You're in a meeting at the office, and a colleague that you generally have respect for shares a good idea. You lean into the conference room table, make eye contact with your colleague, and then look around the room while you say, great idea, Lori. Now, imagine it's the same scenario, but it's a work from home day for you, so you're logged in from home. That same colleague, the one you generally have respect for, shares a good idea. For you to acknowledge that good idea, you have to stop what you're doing because presumably you're multitasking, (laughs) you have to double check with yourself to see if you think that the idea really was that good. And then you have to overcome the inertia to unmute yourself and acknowledge your colleague for their good idea. This, my friends, is the single biggest thing that is wrong with the virtual and hybrid work environment. Yes, you heard me right. It's what I call micro-acknowledgement. And it is, for the most part, missing in the virtual environment. The nods of approval, the direct eye contact and the slight smile in a meeting when someone shares a good idea, the good mornings, the hellos in the hallway, the chance encounters, where sometimes all you do is exchange a little glance. I'm going to explain why micro-acknowledgement is so hard in the virtual environment and what to do about it. And if you can get this right, you are better off and on your way to creating an organizational culture that can not only survive in the virtual world, but actually thrive in this virtual world. Now, let's start with some background. You might have heard of microaggressions, which are everyday exchanges that may be seemingly inconsequential, but in fact are not. They are small, tiny maneuvers in a conversation And that conversation can be in person, over the phone, in an email or a text message exchange, or even in a presentation to a large audience. But these small maneuvers that cue a sense of subordination based on any one of a whole range of different parts of our identity, including race, gender, sexual orientation, socioeconomic status, nationality, religion, disability, and the list goes on and on and on. Let me give you some examples. You're pretty good at Instagram reels for someone your age. Now that might be a microaggression against someone who is older than you, essentially ageism. Or my favorite, where are you from? (laughs) This question is often asked in the United States of anyone who is non-white. And when the person responds with something like, oh, I'm from just outside of Oakland, California, The microaggressor really digs in. No, I mean, really? Like, where are you from from? You know, like originally. (laughs) 
<laughs> and maybe that person was born and raised right outside of Oakland, California. Microaggressions are typically an outdated use of language or sometimes a backhanded compliment that lands wrong when you're the target of it because it's essentially making a dig at your identity. Here are a couple more examples. You wear a lot of makeup for a lesbian. Or you're really pretty for a lesbian. Or how about this one? You get around pretty well for someone in a wheelchair. Okay, so if you've heard of microaggressions, and hopefully you could easily see how these are all digs at somebody's identity and that somebody does not necessarily want to be defined by any one of the characteristics that you might be pointing out about them. But you've, if you've heard of microaggressions, you may have also heard of microaffirmations. And while microaggressions are essentially digs at someone's identity, microaffirmations are reinforcements of identity, values, and their maneuvers that are all about inclusion. Now, they may be intentional. That is, the person who is making a microaffirmation might know that this person, the receiver of it, is marginalized regularly for part of their identity or the victim of microaggressions. Or someone might just jump right in after a microaggression because they heard it. So they might jump right in after a microaggression was perpetrated by someone else. And after realizing what just happened, chime in with a microaffirmation. For example, if it was the ageist example that I just used about Instagram, a microaffirmation would be something like, hey, she's amazing at Instagram. Her posts and reels get way more engagement than anyone else in our whole communications team. So a microaffirmation is a small act. Again, we are talking like tiny utterances, sometimes even shorter than a sentence. And they give credit to the person that they're said to or said about. Now, microaffirmations are typically done to counter, and they're often thought of as the antidote to microaggressions. But today, we're talking about microacknowledgements. Now, they have little to do with microaffirmations or aggressions, but because the terms sound alike, I wanted to be exceptionally clear and distinguish between microaffirmations and microacknowledgement. I'm going to leave microaggressions and microaffirmations to my colleagues who are experts in diversity, equity, and inclusion. That is not my area of expertise, but if you have a diversity, equity, or inclusion question, or you need a referral to an expert in that area, please reach out to me. I know several experts in this area who are the best of the best, and I would be happy to make an, a referral. But today, I'm talking about microacknowledgement. Now, like microaggressions and microaffirmations, these are tiny moments. They are so subtle that they almost get missed. But when you're on the receiving end of one, it doesn't get missed at all. It makes you feel validated, like you're worthy of the contribution that you are to your boss, to your teammates, to your customers. It makes you feel connected and part of something, part of something greater than yourself. It makes you feel confident that you're making a contribution and that you're making a difference. When your contribution is not acknowledged, on the other hand, it's easy to think that the grass is greener elsewhere. It's also easy to feel disengaged or even lonely at work, especially if you're working from home. If you go days, weeks, or even months between positive acknowledgement 
it's easy to see why you would become disengaged. And those who are disengaged, even if they might be some of your best performers, well, they'll start looking elsewhere because their cup isn't half full, it's empty. And as we get into this, we're going to talk specifically how hard it is to do this and how easily it gets missed in the virtual and hybrid work environment. And I'm also going to zero in on trust and how important it is to have these micro moments that acknowledge the other person, especially on the road to rebuilding trust if it has been broken. So first, imagine this. You're in a face-to-face meeting and someone has a good idea. Someone voices something that's innovative or original or just out-of-the-box thinking. It's a good idea. And you might actually say, hey, good idea, way to go, and so forth. Or you might just look over at the person and nod and smile. These micro-acknowledgements don't even have to have words associated with them. And if you've listened to my podcast on the three Vs, you'll know that sometimes 100% of your message travels on that visual channel. So you might make eye contact and give an encouraging look to somebody. And that is a micro acknowledgement of their idea or what they said in the meeting. Now, let's translate that same thing to the work from home environment. You might be in Teams or WebEx or Zoom in a meeting and a colleague has the same good idea and voices that same good idea. Imagine this, you're multitasking. (laughs) You miss that good idea entirely. Or maybe you catch it or you catch part of it, but then you have to ask yourself, was that really a good idea? Did I really just hear what I think I heard? And then if affirmative, yes, and you do want to give some acknowledgement, inertia is going to take over. And it's too much work to move your cursor over to the unmute button, take yourself off mute, and acknowledge your colleague for their good idea. And even if you attempt to, someone else might have already taken the floor and the conversation has moved on and you have missed the moment. You've missed the chance to acknowledge your colleague. Now, let's look at another situation. This time it happens in the hallway. It's a colleague you don't know that well. Uh, They've only worked in your organization a short while, but recently they closed a big deal for the company or they saved the company some good money by renegotiating a contract with a vendor, something like that. And you've heard about it, but you haven't had a chance to acknowledge them for it. So you see them in the hallway and you stop and talk only because your paths crossed. And while you're chatting with them, you take a moment to give that acknowledgement. You congratulate them for closing the new account or negotiating the new contract or whatever it was. You then also share some small talk and you get to know that person a little bit better. All right, here's how that same situation plays out in the virtual world. That spontaneous conversation in the hall, well, it never happened. It's not happening in the virtual world. (laughs) Because when was the last time that you picked up the phone or fired off an email to someone that you barely know, congratulating them for something that you might even be envious of? Instead, it goes down something like this. You see an email about the new deal or the negotiated contract with the vendor, And you see this colleague's name attached to it, or maybe it's even announced in a meeting. And you think to yourself, huh, this new guy, really making some waves. I better get my game on and close a new big client too, or else I'm going to start looking washed up. I wonder what his secret is. Is it beginner's luck? Or is he better than me? And the thought pattern goes on and on. There is zero acknowledgement of the colleague, no getting to know them better, and 
all the way around, it has a negative impact. There's a ne negative impact on you. You missed an opportunity to get to know someone better and possibly even learn from them. There is a negative impact on your colleague. They don't feel like anyone noticed the contribution that they're making. And apart from the corporate communication that went out or the acknowledgement that maybe landed in the meeting, they didn't get your eye contact. They didn't get the nods of approval. They didn't get any of that micro acknowledgement that comes so readily when we are face to face. It also has a negative impact on the company. It can lead to disengagement. And of course, disengagement left unchecked is going to lead to turnover and losing your best talent to your competitors. And in the tight labor market that we're still in, and you've heard me talk a lot about that on the podcast, we can't afford to have our best teammates leaving the organization. This episode is made possible by Instacart. If you haven't already started using Instacart, now is the time, my friend. Now, I'm the first one to say that I actually enjoy a trip to the grocery store. I really do. But you know what I like doing even better? Making this podcast. When I was deep in the development of this podcast, outlining and recording the first few episodes, my kids reminded me that they needed to eat. Instacart to the rescue. In absolutely record time, Magnolia, my Instacart shopper that day, delivered chicken nuggets, milk, avocados, fresh berries, and a host of other groceries we needed. When life gets busy, or when you just want to feel like royalty and have someone do it for you, there's Instacart. Get $10 off your first order when you sign up at workingconversations.com forward slash Instacart. Now, back to the show. All right, now let's take a deeper dive into how micro-acknowledgement plays out in trust, and especially in rebuilding trust when it's broken. Now, first of all, let's just acknowledge that even the best of the best of our bosses and coworkers will make transgressions that breach our trust. Trust will get broken, even from the best. It's just part of the human condition. We humans screw up on the regular, but let's look at how we rebuild trust. Now, it might start first with an apology and a strong dose of humility, and absolutely it should. But that only goes so far. If we're on the receiving end of that broken trust, we are probably feeling jaded and cynical, and we need to see action that restores our trust in the other person. And most often, it's not grand gestures. In fact, those grand gestures to try to rebuild trust, like taking us to lunch or buying us a coffee, can feel a little inauthentic and they can fall flat. So rather than those grand gestures, it's more often the tiny maneuvers that say, I've got you, or you're right, or that's a good idea. It's those tiny maneuvers that rebuild trust over time. And these happen in the face-to-face -face environment far more easily and fluidly than they do online. We merely glance over at a colleague in a meeting and we make eye contact with them. Maybe we give them a slight nod and half of a smile. It's a micro-acknowledgement of their idea. We don't even have to say anything out loud. It's also a micro-acknowledgement of their basic humanity. Just a little glance, nothing fancy, nothing formal. It simply says, I see you. And if trust has been broken, it might have a little glimmer of 
I'm sorry in it. And if it's accompanied by a pleasant disposition, it's going to speak volumes and it's going to go a long way to rebuilding trust. It's things like saying good morning in the elevator or the parking lot. It's making eye contact and smiling and not saying anything at all in the hallway. It's holding the door for someone. It's these little moments over time that add up to restoring trust. These micro acknowledgements when trust has been broken are so critical in repairing trust. They are small maneuvers, again, that help rebuild that trust and they naturally occur in the face-to-face environment. But they don't naturally occur in the remote work environment. But fear not, my dear friends, all hope is not lost. Micro-acknowledgements can be replicated in the virtual and hybrid environments, but you have to be intentional and it has to come across as genuine. It is all too easy for it to sound insincere in the virtual world. Either the timing is off because you're doing it an hour or a day later, or it sounds suspicious since you had to go out of your way to call them or send an email or heck, even take yourself off of mute in the actual meeting. So you've got to practice. You've got to get in the practice of acknowledging these little things. And I mean, of course, the big things too, but it's these little micro acknowledgements that make all the difference in creating strong relationships in creating strong culture and climate, and certainly in repairing trust when it's broken. Because it's in the small things. The small things matter. The small things matter greatly. When you can reproduce the micro-acknowledgements that happen organically in the face-to-face environment, in your work from home or your hybrid environment, then I have about 99% confidence in your organization's ability to not just survive, but to actually thrive in the ever-evolving future of work. So here is my challenge for you this week. Look for opportunities to offer micro-acknowledgements to your colleagues. If you work in a co-located environment, whether that's every day of the week or a couple of days of the week, look for examples of other people doing it too. Because again, it comes so easily and so fluidly when we're co-located. So make a study of it. See what works. Look for these little tiny glances and nods and little mm-hmmms and uh-hahs and oh, good idea. These really small utterances and acknowledgements that are happening. And if you're in the hybrid or the virtual environment, keep your hand close to the mute button or keep yourself off of mute entirely so you can blurt it out the same way that you would in a face-to-face meeting. Oh, good idea. Oh, right on, way to go, good job. And if you miss the opportunity in the meeting, make an effort to double back and let that person know that you appreciate what they did or that you thought their idea was a good one or that you simply wanna wish them a good morning. And do it in a way that is genuine and not like you're checking a box or ticking off something on your to-do list. It takes effort. It takes truly being intentional with the small things. It takes an attitude that's looking to acknowledge others and to create those micro acknowledgements that come so freely, that we give so generously when we are in the face-to-face work environment. 
So my friends, that is my challenge for you, regardless of your work environment. Be intentional about those micro acknowledgements. Make them. Watch other people do them. Learn from others so that you and your organization can get better at it. Because I can guarantee when you give more of the at a boy, at a girl, at a thems in your organization, other people will do it too. And it will have a large ripple effect in your organization. And of course, don't forget to drop me a line and let me know how it went. If you enjoy this content and you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button and knock that little bell so that you get notified every time there's a new episode out. I'm making other videos there too. So even if you're listening on a podcast player, you want to head over to youtube.com forward slash Janelle Anderson PhD and subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. Wherever you're listening or watching, please leave me a review if that is an option. It helps other listeners find me. And of course, it just plain all makes me feel good. Until next time, my friends, be well and go crazy with your micro acknowledgements. Take care. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head on over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars and a quick review. It really makes a difference and it keeps us bringing you valuable content that you can put into play in your life. I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, and this is Working Conversations.